0: This is Starbucks Lovers, a Taylor Swift podcast, hosted by Maggie Levitt. Welcome to Starbucks Lovers, a Taylor Swift podcast, a podcast that goes through Taylor Swift's entire musical catalog chronologically. We are back for season two, and it seems only fitting that we should be discussing Taylor Swift's second album and first re release, Fearless, this season. Today we'll be discussing three tracks from this album, but before we get to that, I need to welcome back a very special Starbucks lover. Joining me today is Meredith, host of the Fangirl Forum. Hello, thanks for having me back. I'm so happy to have you back to talk about Fearless. And for the very first time, we are welcoming Rachel, host of Padre Pascal, to the show today. Welcome, Rachel. Hi, thank you for having me. Can't wait to talk about T-Swift. So excited to talk about T-Swift <laughs> with you. And since you are a brand new guest to Starbucks lovers, it seems only fitting that we should ask you a few questions about the woman of the hour, Taylor Swift. So when did you become a Taylor Swift fan?
1: Um, I listened to her music when I was in high school because I am a little bit of an oldie. Um, so <laughs> when... By a little bit, I mean I'm 30, so I'm younger than Taylor Swift, but I was listening to her music when I was in high school. Um, uh, And so when her music came out, I remember listening to, like, Tim McGraw and stuff in high school. And Mm -hmm. then particularly a song that we will talk about was, like, my shower song throughout um, all of high school because I was like, this is about me and my crush. It was not, but I just decided it was. (laughs) Um, And I did go in that wave that I think a lot of millennial women did where the media and everyone told us we shouldn't like Taylor Swift because she writes about her exes as if musicians haven't done that since the dawning of music. But um, then I came back out on the other end and I love all of her stuff. It was like a quiet, like I was still listening to her music, but pretending like I didn't during the wave down, but.
0: It's so funny how many people have that common phenomenon in their life. Like they just very quietly were a Taylor Swift fan because they were yeah. afraid of societal pressures. And it's it's so frustrating, but it's also so nice because like she's definitely had a renaissance where people are a mm-hmm. lot more comfortable being like, yeah, I'm a Taylor Swift fan and I don't care what you think about it. Exactly. So this is, this is always a really hard question. What is your favorite album? Um, I think...
1: I want to say 1989 because that is the one I will listen to over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I know most every song by heart off of it. I like it. I just put it on. I can listen to it. And I, it's a no skip album for me personally. I also really like Evermore just because I think all of us needed that during quarantine. And it was just like a really yes. good. I like this album. Um. So, but I can't like either of her new albums because she made them after she stole my cat name, so um, I have Benji. to. Own my, yeah, she stole my cat name. My cat is also Benji. I had, I believe, I had him first.
0: Um, so I'm just going with the Taylor Swift. He was adopted in the uh, Lover era because he was in the music video. So, oh, okay, me so right. Yes. Okay. Well, so my little uh,
1: a hole who is sitting in front of me right now. <laughs> was born in he'll, in April, he'll be two years old. So I'm so sorry, Taylor Swift. I didn't steal your cat name. Uh, he's <laughs> named after Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec. Uh, you heard okay, it here then. first. Rachel stole Taylor Swift's cat name. <laughs> <I didn't laughs> well, because I didn't know that she had a cat named Benji. I knew about uh, Olivia. He was her secret marriage. child. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm going to pretend that she just announced his name after I was like, hey, my cat's name is Benji. There
0: you go. You're so, just but, both two very intelligent women who know a good cat name when you see it. Yeah, Benjamin. He he looked at me
1: because I said his name. Um, He was like, what? But yeah, uh, so I would say 1989 is
0: my favorite. I have a 1989 question that goes a little bit off book, but I've always wanted to know because I haven't had any New York Swifties on here yet. But when you moved to New York, did you listen to Welcome to New York? I had been here. Um, okay. I, moved, I moved to New York in 2014,
1: so I had, oh, I had right been after, here, but right my before, niece, yeah. uh, who is turning uh, who just turned 11, loves Taylor Swift, and so anytime there's karaoke and I'm around, she's like, You're from New York, and so she makes oh, yeah. me sing, Welcome to New York, and I'm just like, Okay, um, but no, like all of her more New York based stuff, I had already lived here when she started doing okay. the like. I think what she is, Cornelia So she's Street. really like, just stealing your
0: aesthetic.
1: Yeah, Taylor. If only I was six feet tall and a blonde, <laughs> then it would just be my entire aesthetic. Uh, she just wants to be you. Yeah, uh, she, basically. Wants to be, she wants to be five foot three <laughs> and a natural brunette. <laughs>
0: We're both from Pennsylvania, though, so mean maybe- <laughs> like... There you go. <laughs> she really is just trying to be you. <laughs> She's just trying to be me. Okay, this is usually a little bit of an easier question, but what are your top five songs? Okay, so one is one of the ones we're going to talk about tonight, which is "The Way I Loved You," "Getaway Car," uh, "Out
1: of the Woods Yet," or "Out of the Woods," not "Out of the Woods Yet," but "Out of the Woods." Uh, "New Year's Day"
0: and oh, "Betty." So good. Yes, great, great. I have picks. to say. Starbucks lovers is a big getaway car uh, Stan <laughs> podcast we end up talking about Hiddleston almost mm-hmm. every single episode whether it has anything to do with Tom Hiddleston or not so the I only thing
1: that. I miss about office spaces is my old office printed out on a piece of paper was Robert Downey Jr's Instagram post of where it says I love Tony Stark and is the picture of Tom Hiddleston in the I love TS shirt ah! and it was <laughs> printed on a piece of paper on the end of the mary sue's like little quad of desks and it looked like we had like nice posters that we had gotten as press gifts and it was like here that next to, like a picture of phoebe waller bridge with like the cigarette and like her emmy awards <laughs> like that is what it looked like on our wall like every time i think
0: about it, i think about that <laughs> i'm just like oh, that I, is- I missed
1: that picture 10 out of 10 i love
2: that
0: what is your favorite track on fearless the way I loved you which is why you're on today's episode
1: it is I mean I can. I have a story but I can save it until yes save the story okay can't wait that makes me happy
0: I cannot (laughs) wait all right so moving right into taylor swift news there has not been a lot of news since our last episode of course the joker and the queen ed sharan's newest track has come out and the music video actually used the grown-up version because they have grown up it has been a while the two actors who were in the everything has changed music video which really just like hit me right in the feels have either of you gotten the chance to see that or or listen
2: I've seen it. I've listened to it. I feel old every time I watch so the music old. video. I'm like, children, you know, you should still be tiny. But that's also how I feel about the kids in Stranger Things. So it checks out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Stranger oh. Things kids. Um, I have not. I've, I mean, I've heard everything is strange, obviously, but I have not heard Ed Sheeran new one, but I am about like tomorrow.
0: I'm it's leaving so to go to
1: Florida, so I know my niece is going to be like, hi, would you like to watch this? And I'll be like, yeah, great. Oh, yes.
0: Your niece has taste.
1: <laughs> she did have a Taylor Swift birthday party when she was, like, eight. So, yes. Oh, That's I love amazing. that so much.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, I love this. What uh, era and this is a- was
2: she – sorry, go ahead. No, it go was, ahead.
1: No, ask. It was, it was reputation. Her birthday oh. party was reputation and, like, had Taylor Swift cookies and of course I was the one that had to do all the talking and like explaining things because I knew and she was like see Rachel gets it and everyone was like oh yeah so sorry forgot Rachel gets it and so I had to like <laughs> And now I'm not I'm worried cuz like she loves Taylor Swift but she's really into Stranger Things which is funny that you said that because now I'm cool because I'm like oh I'll probably get Stranger Things screeners and stuff and she's like you will what I'm <laughs> like Yeah, it's part of work. And she's like, Oh, wait, you get to watch it early. And so can't wait to tell her I was on a Taylor Swift podcast because then she'll also be like, Oh, what where's it come out? And I'll be like, You don't need to listen. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, uh, I talked about you, you don't need to listen. You don't need to listen to that. Uh speaking of work, I think this is something that is very um relevant to the three of us. But Taylor Swift saw the Batman.
1: (laughs) Yay. Amazing.
0: And of course, she loved Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Of course, Taylor Swift, Queen of the Cats, has feelings about Catwoman. Love it so much. If, I mean, if
2: if she is stamping her approval on the new Catwoman, like clearly everybody else should like fall in line because Zoe Kravitz mm-hmm. is amazing at exactly. the Batman. The Batman is fantastic, and to get the Taylor Swift approval on it, too, just, like, checks all the boxes.
0: And, and they're I, friends, which makes
1: me so happy. Again, I'm not saying Taylor Swift is trying to copy me, but if, she's, if she is, like, I'm a big Catwoman fan, I will be like, girl, get in line. I've
0: been here. Get in line. But, Rachel, um, have you been a cat yet? Taylor's been a cat. She went to cat I have, boot camp. But I, got, I have cat eyes. I've had
1: cat eyes since I was... I'm like pointing at my makeup, realizing it's a podcast, but I, um, <laughs> I, I, I have my cat eyes that I do to look like a cat. Sorry to men out there. I don't make do a cat eye to be attractive to you. I do it because I want to look like a cat. Um, <laughs> but no, I didn't get to go to cat bootcamp, camp, but I have dressed like a cat multiple times
0: on okay. Okay. different <laughs> holiday. looking. Amazing. Incredible. Uh, and then this this final piece of news I just thought was kind of amusing. So the indie singer Alex Cameron, who is Jemima Kirk's husband, who is the star of Conversations with Friends, opposite Joe Allen, that's a very long sentence. Um, thanked both Taylor and Joe on his newest album release, which I thought was a neat little thing. Thank you, Tumblr, for like, I don't know, sending me five notifications of people posting about this this morning. Um, you must have known that I was going to be doing this uh, episode today. <laughs> but I am yeah, very excited for conversations with friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite
2: excited for it. Um, shout out Tumblr for, you know, you know you needed Taylor Swift news and it they, they brought it to you. Um, I just love I was listening to uh, Evermore the other night and. I just love that uh, Joe Alwyn has, like, this also backup career as a songwriter because, like, he has helped write some great songs off of Folklore and Evermore. And seeing William Bowery's name on it is just, like, good for you, you know?
0: Good for you. Love a creative couple that creates during the pandemic. It just brings me tremendous joy. As much as this is a Hiddlestwift podcast sometimes, it's very much a Joe Alwyn forever like just love that, boy. love
2: that boy. We stand. We stand.
0: We stand. So now we are going to get to the actual main part of the episode which has nothing to do with anybody that is currently in Taylor Swift's life except for Taylor Swift because we are going back to Fearless. So originally if you've listened to the previous episode we were going to talk about our song today because it is technically included in the international version of Fearless rather than the debut album, but I was worried that it might become a little bit too redundant with, you know, last season's episode on our song, and fortunately Meredith and Rachel were kind enough to choose another track from Fearless for us to talk about today, and we'll get to that later on. First up, the song of the hour, Rachel's favorite song, The Way That I Loved You, Uh, is the 10th track on the album. It clocks in at four minutes and five seconds and was written by Taylor and John Rich. The song discusses Taylor's kind of internal struggle uh, between having this ideal relationship but missing the excitement and chaos of a past relationship full of arguments and discrepancies and major, you know, fighting and screaming in the rain, which is something I just love so much. Um, I'm a big fan of the song as well. Uh, I think this is probably one of my favorite songs on Fearless, but we'll talk about some of my other favorite ones towards the end of the season. Um, But personally, I really love that lyric uh, and it's 2 a.m. and I'm cursing your name, which I feel like is so relevant for like any relationship or relationship you've built up in your head. (laughs) Like that just feels like 2 a.m. is that ideal time for something like that to happen. And I'm just like obsessed with that lyric. But I would love to know I'm gonna start with Meredith first what is some of your favorite lyrics in this track
2: yeah um I'm gonna be brief because I really want to get to Rachel's stories because like I know me I'm too so I was like, like I'm building
0: up the suspense
2: yes as you should um so I also like you know uh, cursing your name all right no I miss screaming and fighting and kissing in the rain which uh mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of meet me in the pouring rain off of uh sparks fly and um off of her next album speak now um <laughs> 2 a.m is such a recurring timestamp in taylor swift songs uh because i love the song i wish you would off of 1989 and she uses 2 a.m a lot so when i hear 2 a.m i'm like oh something's going on with taylor um so uh, hearing that again was kind of a delight uh, for me. So uh, yeah, I, I do enjoy this song. I've listened to it a lot in the past forty eight hours, and I'm like, oh yeah, this this is a banger.
1: Good job, Taylor.
0: Yes. Before we get to Rachel's uh, story, I have to <laughs> You're say good. Meredith, You're building
1: it up so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Meredith, I have to say that the note that you have about New Girl is so perfect because I just finished that episode last night. oh i was like
1: wait maggie is this your first time
0: th-? oh my god no this is like my 30th time of watching
1: uh, new oh girl. wait is this are you are you talking about the new girl episode where taylor swift is is at um uh cc's with no but that is great though <laughs> i <am> so good <laughs>
2: It is such a great episode, because um, that's also where Nick and Jess decide to, like, go for it, for yes. their relationship <laughs> the first time around, and it's amazing. Hi, guys, um, this is
1: now a new girl podcast. Where love Where we just general thoughts.
2: No, but, okay, so I had this thought as I was listening to the song again, um that uh, The Way I Loved You reminds me of New Girl uh, back in season one, when Jess is dating Russell, and they end up breaking up because she wants passion. um, And he wants an easy, comfortable relationship uh, after being divorced and having a passionate relationship. And so like, thinking about that, and this song, I'm like, Oh, I, cause like she wants the passion that she finds with Nick immediately after breaking up with, uh, Russell and you're just like, oh, y'all should be together. And
0: yes, seriously, like reading your note, I was like, yes, I literally finished that episode last night. And when I was re this to the song today, I was like, oh, this is like so timely because it's so perfect. And I'm so glad other people equate new girl scenarios with Taylor Swift tracks. Cause that just makes me very happy. <laughs>
1: well she's the biggest
0: taylor swift enthusiast
2: she just wants to see, drink rosé and uh listen to taylor swift alone it's amazing
0: and i love that that happens this is very much about taylor swift this is not a tangent but i love that that happens in the canon of new girl but then also taylor swift is in, is new in girl new girl <laughs> <laughs> but it's not taylor swift it's just this other chick that looks like Taylor Swift.
1: don't trust your government kids I love New Girls so much. Is that still on the back of my phone? I had Nick. Yeah, it is. Don't trust your government, kids. It's still on the back of my phone.
0: Truly love that. Uh, Nick Miller. Okay. The moment we've all been waiting for. Oh, my God. Cue the drum roll. Here's <laughs> Rachel's story. Oh, my God. Okay. So in I,
1: I kind of sort of ta- said it, but I'll get into more detail. So in high school, I I mean, I still have this tendency is just not as drastic as when I was a kid I used to realize that like if I did things a certain way I would have better days so I would listen to the same songs in my shower in the morning on my way to school in the car like it was the same songs every single time I did it because I thought like if I don't do this I'll have a bad day I don't know why I thought this (laughs) but I did And so every single morning, my senior year of high school, I listened to the way I love you in my shower. And so I would be like, oh, like showering all nice and cute when it was like, he is sensible and so, and I'm just like, no, no, no. And then when it got to where she like is screaming in the chorus, I would just like scream things. My mom had already left. So I was just like, I'm in this house. My brother was asleep. So I don't know why I thought I was home alone. Like, 90% of the time, my brother's still in this house. And your I'm poor brother's
0: like, oh, she must be trying to have a good day today.
1: <laughs> He's
0: like, I hate her. <laughs>
1: but, um, but, yeah, like, I, I for, like, truly, I think, two years, it was, like, my number one song on, like, I don't know if you guys remember how music, your music used to be on, like, iPods, where it would oh, show yeah. you the top played oh, song yeah. of the year. and Like, it was my number one for years. It was that. And Say by One Republic, because that was the song I listened to in the car oh my on my goodness. way to school every day. So it was oh, Say and then uh, The Way I Loved You. So sorry that so, that's the story is disappointing, because in theory, it was all dreams. It was all a dream, because I was like, this is me and my crush, who... <laughs> it, that was not the case. He was not a nice man, and the... <laughs> it had nothing to do with us it was just that like I was like this is what we have it, it was not um I made that up in my noggin. and yeah but I listened to it I would say it easily like 500 times in the duration of like a year
0: don't worry because I definitely listened to this song and mostly all of the songs on Fearless like when we get to the episode about hey Steven like we'll see if I decide to bear my heart for yeah. my my listeners but like you I uh. every I am sure I will. Um, there was sure a kid
1: there was a kid in our theater department named Steven. So you know any girl that had a crush on him was like listening to hey Steven. Like, and I know for a fact that some did. So <laughs>
0: oh my god. I just love that fearless, particularly for, for folks who are in the same age group as us, which is like that 28 to like 34-ish, I think is kind of mm-hmm. the cutoff now that we all took our infatuations and most of them ironically or maybe it's just my friend group but most of them were not actual relationships they were just like what we made up in our heads based off of these songs mm-hmm. that we've then like yeah, pinned 100%. our hopes and dreams and I think it's I think it's so funny and I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast because I feel like we have a lot of very common um experiences with Taylor Swift songs whether you know we are married or have kids or like have never dated anybody I feel like we all had very similar like connections to the stories that she told and it's so unique because like she's the one having these experiences and these lived experiences and yet we somehow feel all of the same like emotion and passion and the screaming and fighting and <laughs> cursing your name and yelling in the rain and like we feel all of that and I think it's really cool to look back at these songs and then, then like see how we mirrored some of our own kind of formative experiences in life mirrored it to somebody else's life and I think it's like just like so fascinating um which kind of segues me into did you get the chance to listen to the fearless taylor's version and see how it kind of matches up or lives up to your expectations of a 30 something year old taylor swift singing these songs that were like a high school anthem
1: i mean i know i did because that was the first that was the first thing that i like the minute i realized that that was on the next one
0: mm-hmm.
1: i just like i i made a tiktok where i was just like it was to the original version of The Way I Loved You, and then it was just, like, me sitting in my bed realizing that I had, like, 48 hours until Taylor's version. I, like, sat up, and, like, it was, like, the song playing. (laughs) Because I, like, I was very excited. Um, I like listening to the Taylor's version, like, when they're released, and then obviously that is what I listen to now. Yeah. Instead of the originals. But um, I, like that is the one that I've listened to the most out of all of the Taylor's versions thus far. And Mm -hmm. I think it, it does work out with her. Cause I was about to say this with the point you were just making, because I still apply kind of those same like whimsical aspects I did to this song to like all of Taylor Swift's music. Like I, I Mm -hmm. always think of being like I said earlier, my one of my favorite songs of hers is new year's day. Um, it makes me cry, par- partially because of Jimmy Fallon just sobbing <laughs> on the Jimmy Fallon show, and she oh it, god that video. And she oh. did not know why this <laughs> was <just> like, <laughs> but um, like that, like it, she still has that quality about her music. So I think her going back and re-recording them in her 30s hasn't really changed it because her music still has that kind of dream quality. Like you listen to Betty, and it's all about like a relationship that is got like it's all still there so I think it works very well and it it doesn't like detract from the original like because I have my memories of listening to that one and I think this one is just as good if not better so it doesn't really change listening to the way I love you for me personally
0: excellent Meredith same
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: I I haven't really gone back to listen to the original version in a while. So when I heard Taylor's version, um, when it first came out and even upon like re-listen, like it sounds great. And I think like just something that I love about Taylor, like from our high school experiences to even now, like she gives us the freedom to have big feelings about relationships we don't even have. And it's something like really unique and special that like even her seeing in her 30s about like this type of relationship when she's a bit more I don't know settled in her relationship with Joe like it can still have weight and impact so I I'm mm-hmm. a fan of the Taylor's version um because I did not it wasn't my number one song on my ipod i uh, <laughs> don't sit and compare that one as much um but the next track we talk about i definitely have an opinion
0: on that one, oh so. yes and you're going to be the first one i go to as we talk about this next track so great the next track <laughs> uh is a very emotional track it is the best day which is the 12th track uh and was written entirely by taylor It clocks in at four minutes and seven seconds. And it was written about her mother, Andrea Swift. Uh, It was meant to be a, a gift that was put into video format with photos and videos of her childhood with her and her brother. And it never fails to just absolutely be a knife in the heart. Uh, I am a mama's girl. Uh, and this song gets me the feels. I was actually... I actually have a distinct memory now of, like, with the, the Taylor's version of listening to that album through with my mom in the car when we were driving somewhere. And it just, like, we had been, like, antiquing or something. And so it was, like, it was one of the best days. And it was just kind of fun to, like, recontextualize that track um, now that I have, like, a much better relationship with my mom um, and, like, listening to it. So it's very such a good one and also like with the attic context of everything that taylor's been going through with her mom and her sickness and stuff like songs like this just like hit me in the absolute feels but i want to know meredith's thoughts on this track because i know this is one of your favorites on fearless oh,
2: yes it is it's one of my favorites off of fearless it may be one of my it might be in my top 10 of taylor's uh, songs of all time for me um I just love this song. Um, it To me, it's in the vein of, like, never grow up and soon you'll get better. Like, I, mm-hmm. I love Taylor. Like, I love Taylor's love songs, don't get me wrong. But I think some of the best places for her is when she's talking about growing up, age, and her family. And mm-hmm. The Best Day, like, does that so well. Um, I love, I said in my notes, I love the alliteration of, like, past the pumpkin patch like there's just such a like fun rhythm to this song um but also speaking to a very real time in high school um and for me in particular this song hits home because the second verse in the chorus uh talks about like getting into a fight with her friends at school and um I was bullied in middle school right around that time so like It hit really home for me and my experience of, uh, you know, going through uh, friend breakups and, you know, who am I going to sit with at lunch uh, at school and then like my mom being my support system during that time and then to hear this song and kind of like hear those same things was really comforting to me um knowing that I could like get through that uh time of my life
0: yeah I feel that a lot I also was bullied during that time period so again that kind of me too what is
1: (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) wait what an unbelievable
0: coincidence (laughs) when
1: Meredith was talking about like finding somewhere to sit I was like I literally had to go like find some new friends to sit with at lunch because I was told I can't sit with these girls yeah I was like oh my god that
0: yeah, that's how I ended up with all the emo kids. That's why I know all of Nirvana now.
1: <laughs> you, so you went into the Batman like something. In I was like, oh <laughs> God, this,
0: this brings me back. This is my high school days. <laughs> oh
1: my God.
0: So, yeah, it's universal, as you were just saying. Yeah, thank you, Taylor. I say, it's kind of
2: comforting look. to know that, you know? It is. And
0: again, like, I just love that there's so many things in Taylor's songs that all of us can relate to. And it's, it's kind of funny because like when you think about Taylor Swift, like she's this millionaire that's like got all of these famous friends and she's like very popular. Well, we also talked about all of us feeling like the media told us we couldn't like her. So popular in a certain realm but also like there's the other side of it where like she's so relatable because even though she had a very early career she was still a kid and she still had a lot of these same things she never lost that relatability or that grounded kind of nature that we connect to uh, and it's, it's just, I think it's so neat. And I love hearing these stories and how all of us have like connected to these songs. And I, I keep pontificating on that, but it just, it, it's a certain kind of comfort that like, we are so far from that chapter in our life now, I hope. Um, if any of you are being bullied by anybody, I will fight them. Um, but like, we're so removed from that chapter in our life, but like, we still find solace in these songs that got us through these difficult experiences and our youth. And I think that's very fun Um, and just interesting. And I just, I love that Taylor Swift's been with us for so much of those formative years. And I think that there's just a lot in revisiting these tracks and kind of considering that and how we've grown up with them. That just, it's just makes my heart feel a certain way. (laughs) Uh, So the next track and final track we are talking about today is Jump Then Fall, which was included on the Fear Fearless Platinum Edition. Uh, it was an extension, of course, of her second studio album. And it is a, another track that was written entirely by Taylor and clocks in at three minutes and 57 seconds. You may be familiar with the song because it was on the soundtrack of the film Valentine's Day, which, of course, starred Miss Taylor Swift and another Taylor, Taylor Lautner, who was her boyfriend at the time which I still think is just so funny since we were just talking about the Batman and Mr. Edward Cullen. And now we talk about Jacob. It all comes back to it. It all I comes am,
1: back. I am on national television. I don't know if you can find it anymore, but I was on national television when Twilight came out talking about how much I don't like Taylor Lautner. Um, <laughs> mainly Rachel! because Listen, when he was a teenager, my my best friend, because I lived in California, my best friend was babysitting our up the street neighbor and taylor Lautner was his friend and he came over to hang out and he was like we don't need her lock her in a room and they did so they locked my best friend in a bathroom i am sure if you mention this taylor Lautner, he'll be like i don't recall doing that but it happened and so i have just ever since i heard that story. granted he was probably like 12 so like <laughs> he was like a, a child You're really trying to end this man's career <laughs> yeah trying to end him no he was probably like a he was 12 so he was a 12 year old boy who thought that was funny and my friend was like four it was like 15 or 16 so it was like they were close enough in age that they're like you don't need a babysitter but his younger siblings did and so like it it was just funny because like ever since then i was like i cannot support this man because of what he did to my best friend when he was 12 years old and so So i mean i was already team edward but i was
0: really team edward
2: i respect the loyalty you
0: know i do i respect the loyalty it does not change the fact that i was team jacob anyways what? i guess he, revolving- whoa. Maggie, he was
1: he wanted to love her unborn child that is what Look. that book series told us
0: i i do not have time to unpack stephanie <laughs> meyers mormonism issues uh, but I will say that I'm a <laughs> werewolf girl through and through and while that's I fine. like vampires I'm going to be running with the pack just saying <laughs> I will Well then you're Renasmee. You then you're It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'll be Renasme. <laughs> <laughs> Curse doll. <laughs> <laughs> Curse doll. And that's fine. I won't ask uh, you back for back to December, then, because I know how you feel. No, I do Taylor like Lattner. that song, though. <laughs> okay, but while we're talking about Taylor Lautner, because un- undoubtedly, we always have to bring up, you know, the boyfriends. But did you see that he married another Taylor?
1: What is yes! Deal? <laughs> yeah, I did know that, actually. But, like, what's his deal? Like, I am, I was like, like Sir. I, I cannot, like, I don't even think I
0: can marry someone named, like, Ray. Like, it's too close. It's too similar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I can't like like anybody that has a name that's the same as somebody in my family like anybody. I was
1: just going to say I was like my brothers yeah. like, any, like if I'm if I'm on like Hinge and there's a Patrick or a um David I'm like nope. I'm sorry you seem nice but I I cannot. You share a name with my brothers.
2: Yeah, yes. literally my sister is dating this guy named Will which my dad's name is Bill. It's too close for me. I'm like I couldn't do that
0: and I yeah. I can't do that. No 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 just could no. not do it uh but you know taylor Lautner, he said that's fine and dandy i'll go from taylor swift to whoever i can't remember who, who the new taylor is um let me do some research taylor
1: Lautner, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Taylor dom but i did Dumb,
1: but i taylor dom
2: there you go good good for good for them good i for did them. like that during that era though when they were dating i liked calling them taylor squared
0: Um i know as <laughs>
1: Well, so, now it's still happening, so you can call. Uh, her I mean, today, it's
0: still a sucks. thing. Oh gosh, uh, I mean, then I you was, know, t- yeah. Taylor has dated two Joes, so we can't can't judge True. her too much. Can't, and one Harry, t- I
1: love her Harry style. Oh, that's isn't that out of the woods? Yeah, I already said that I like the hairstyle. <laughs> yes, Anyways.
0: yes, and obviously style. Yes.
1: Uh, you got <laughs> Alright, I am done dancing. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. We're talking about a song, "Jump and Fall" from the Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, so it was on the Valentine's Day movie soundtrack. I love the Valentine's Day movie. I have not watched it admittedly since like it came out, but I watched it like because I had it, I rented it from Redbox or whatever was the thing Then I can't remember. Um, and then I, I think I watched it the first time it ended up on like either Hulu or Netflix. And it's a really, I love it. I love good, I'm a Hallmark movie watcher. So like schmaltzy rom-coms are like my kryptonite. Um, and I just, I love this song because of its, connection to valentine's day and i there's one particular lyric in it that i think has a through line to and it's not like a direct through line but it like for me i can see these pairing nicely and it goes off of another song rachel that you mentioned earlier in the episode which is new year's day in jump and fall the lyrics are i realize your laugh is the best sound i have ever heard and then of course it reminds me of please don't ever become a stranger whose laugh i could recognize anywhere Yes. And that just kind of, and that's like, it's so funny because like, I'm the kind of person who I really like guys who make me laugh. Like that's like, please make me have a belly ache when I leave from laughing so hard. Like I want to rip my seams from laughter. And so just like the fact that laughter seems to be this very common theme that she has in a lot of different tracks and particularly New Year's day, which is like, it just gets me that idea of like becoming so familiar with the way that somebody laughs and the way that like somebody makes you laugh. And then that being something you can never not, recognize like out in public somewhere, but like they're a stranger now to you just like gets me. And so when I was listening to this track again, I was like, oh, that kind of connects. And that just made me feel things that I was not expecting to feel today. And I just had to share it. (laughs) (laughs) Well and it just
1: it just uh, got me. Well, because that's like this is weird, but this goes back to us to like romanticizing crushes too much. But like my one crush like cologne that he wore a lot. I smell all the time, like on the train and stuff. Oh, like, yeah. Someone will have it on and I'll just be like, "What?" and it's like that where it's like you can recognize <clears throat> it anywhere. But it's like, well, it doesn't apply to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, Taylor. Yeah. Brilliant.
0: Off off that thought, like when I was a freshman in college, there was a guy that I liked that was a smoker and he smoked a very specific. I do not condone smoking. I hate smoking. It was a terrible thing. I've made almost all but of my friends who are smokers quit. So I'm Hot, very proud though. of that. Oh, it's very hot. <laughs> it's very hot. But awesome. he had this very specific cigarette that he smoked and it had a very, it was like the menthols, but like, I don't mm. smell it very often, but sometimes I'll like catch a whiff of it. And then I'm standing here like, is he here? Where is he? <laughs> is he somewhere? And it's just it's so weird. Like it's yeah.
2: Yeah. I was just going to say like, it's just so amazing how like we like are Uh, auditory memories and as well as like our smell memories like how it like imprints Mm -hmm. in us so deeply that we can like pick it out anywhere even if they're not there like this brings me back to like this moment in time or this boyfriend or crush or whatever and
0: it's insane yes Mm -hmm. Meredith do you have any thoughts on this track
2: Yeah. um, I mean, it just makes me think of Valentine's Day as well. Um, I was a big fan of love, actually, and he's just not that into you. So doing the whole Mm -hmm. uh, multiple storylines in a movie uh, at that period of time for me was really great. Um, And I mean, it makes me think of today was a fairy tale and just wanting to be like, oh, so like as soon as I listened to Jump and Fall, I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and listen to today is a fairy tale and. Um, I was just watching the Adam project and I saw and Jennifer Garner is in it and she's also in Valentine's Day. um,
0: Yes the teddy bear scene.
2: Yes so uh, it made me think about that and like oh yeah Jennifer you also spent like you were also in the presence of Taylor Swift so. um, Yes yeah and it's just a playful. I'm sure she and
0: Ryan Reynolds bonded
1: over that.
2: Oh, I'm sure. For Taylor
1: Swift, yeah. He's like, yeah. Blake Lively directed a wonderful music video for Taylor Swift recently with a cake. I hope that was their
2: conversation. I hope so, too.
1: <laughs> cake. Oh, gosh. And Miles yes. Teller and his actual wife. Oh,
2: like, God. kudos what to her eighth. for that. Oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, um, Miles, Teller. <laughs> Miles Teller. Remember when he had to tell everyone he got vaccinated because people were like, Oh, uh, hey, Taylor.
2: Oh that, was my too, gosh, was it, yeah.
0: that was the best that was a truly remarkable day on twitter yeah. um <laughs> I was like, guys uh, it's fine i was so fascinated <laughs> oh my gosh leave it to the
2: swifties
0: swifties yeah. are merciless i love them love that they go so hard uh and taylor really needs to like deliver something soon because i think they're starting to go stir crazy um because every single theory that they have had has come to pass and not happened uh and that's causing them all to get real real conspiracy theory e um i've (laughs) seen a few on tiktok lately and i'm just like "Hmm, that's a lot (laughs) god bless you (laughs)
2: What's the biggest conspiracy theory you've seen so far that's made you laugh the most?
0: Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, somehow we got back to the five holes in the fence. Um, mm. Like full circle, just like somehow we got back to that. And some of the theories based off that I've seen are just like they make no sense. And just really, I feel like people are so desperate for some new, new old Taylor Swift music. Um I have a conspiracy theory myself that I think maybe and you know I don't know this I have not received any screeners for this so this is like if it is a thing that happens I do not know anything I swear handle the Bible I really hope that conversations with friends like uses a song because she was in Ireland the entire time it was filming and like went to the rap party and everything and like obviously she was probably just there for Joe and like who wouldn't live in Ireland for like six months Um, like sign me up um but I just I really want them to use one of her songs and I would love 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 if it's a song from an upcoming re-record so that it's like the first time it's been released because that would make me really excited so that's like my personal conspiracy theory and I think that's why like we haven't gotten a re-record yet because that's going to be like the announcement Mm. like we'll see i have no idea when the screeners i also go feel out, like so. fearless was not that
1: i guess it was like a year ago i was like i feel mm-hmm. like it was <laughs>
0: <laughs> and red was in
1: november so we... yeah, yeah and Red and was arguably... red just came out that's what i was thinking of
0: yeah red just came out and honestly red had a really good rollout fearless didn't have a really good rollout i didn't think it just kind of happened But 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 then again, Fearless
1: didn't have a ten-minute song about Jake Gyllenhaal for everyone just (laughs) to dissect for a year and a half.
0: No, (laughs) poor Jake Gyllenhaal. But anyways, Jake Gyllenhaal, boo. (laughs) Jake Gyllenhaal, who's like, oh, it's definitely not about me, sir. We all know it is, sir. Maggie still got that scarf somewhere. (laughs) Not me, his (laughs) sister. Just to be clear, (laughs) (laughs) to clarify. To clarify. clarify na- She's like, truly, truly surprised that nobody has asked her during the lost daughter press stuff. Like so, that's scarf.
1: I'm I'm sure she was like, do not ask me about Taylor's.
0: <laughs> that Probably. is my brother's trust to deal with, not mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, go to the ambulance press and ask that question
0: there. <laughs> oh my gosh i feel like he has on his writer do not ask me about taylor or you will be ejected from the press tour. you're just oh, yeah, they'd kick
1: they. you out the zoom window
0: <laughs> goodbye <laughs> so that brings us to the end of our episode thank you both so much for joining us to talk about jake gyllenhaal um and, and only mentioned tom hiddleston once
1: That's welcome fun. to darko darko the podcast <laughs> <laughs>
2: Darko, the Darko, the podcast where we talk about the Batman, uh, New Girl, and uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal
1: Hall. Don- well, yeah, I was going for
0: Donnie Darko, but that works. Darko. You've been listening hey. to Starbucks Lovers, a Taylor Swift podcast on the Geeky Waffle Network. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me over at Maggie of the Town and at Taylor Swift Pod. Where can folks find you, Meredith?
2: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Meredith Loftus. And uh, you can also listen to my podcast, the Fangirl Forum on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And uh, recently I've been doing some writing for Collider. So check out some of those uh, features. Uh, they, I usually post them on my Twitter account.
0: Yes, all the hottest girlies write for Collider, uh, as well as the next person who's going to be telling us where they can be found online. Rachel, where can folks find you? You can follow me on Twitter at
1: Rachel Leishman on Instagram as Rachel underscore Leishman. Um, you can read my rating at the Mary Sue you can read my writing at this little website called collider where maggie is my editor <laughs> i do stuff there on the weekends mainly just always write a bunch about snl um you could read my writing at another website where maggie is my editor <laughs> <called> <laughs> my geek, and i host my own podcast With my co-host, Katrina, called uh, Padro Pascal, where we talk about the filmography of
0: actor Pedro Pascal. And it is something that must be listened to. A must listen. (laughs) A must listen. So, hey, Steven, next month we'll be talking about You Belong With Me Forever and Always. Until then.